Please listen carefully. Hey, welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Kate Orzlan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hey, John. Hey, listeners. Hello, listeners. Thank you for coming back to us. Welcome. So, Kate, do you happen to recall a day back in 2011 when the earth shook? Do I? Mm-hmm. I was in the basement doing doc review when the building shook and everyone was like, we need to get out, which is apparently not normal earthquake protocol, but we have never practiced earthquake safety, so we got out. Right. I think that's, you know. Chaos it, ensued. It could have been worse. I was in an office next to 95 and thought there was just a really big truck driving by. You know, I thought there, I was thinking, that's weird. There's no subway in Richmond. Hmm. And then I realized it was not a subway. Just uh, as you probably realized, not a truck. Well, I looked out and saw the apartment building across the street swaying and thought, okay, it's probably something. And then I stood there and did nothing for a few seconds and then it was over and I went back to my life. But the reason we're talking about the earthquake today is... Tell me why. I'm, I'm just kidding. There. I know, I'm, but... I'm getting there. You should know. If you've done your homework, you should know. The reason we're talking about the earthquake is because the earthquake resulted in a spike in radon gases in areas of Virginia. Because our topic today is dun, 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 dun. radon. What an exciting topic, dear listeners. Today we're going to talk about that topic. And depending on where in the state you operate, you may not be terribly familiar with it. Radon gas is a potentially very dangerous gas. You know, I sound very calm when I'm saying this. That can turn homes from places of refuge into potential danger zones. So, first off, what is radon? Tell me. Thanks for asking. I'll tell you. It's a naturally occurring radioactive element that results from the decay of uranium. Radon and its three isotopes all emit something called alpha particles, which really sound awesome. But in reality, they cause great damage to your lung tissue when inhaled. The, the Spider-Man comics always make radioactivity look a whole lot cooler than it is in real life. Anyway, these isotopes can cause significant problems if you don't make an effort to limit their impact. It just sounds so casual talking about this. No big deal. No big deal. Radioactivity. Super dangerous. Blah, blah, blah. So like we mentioned before, because radon is the result of a naturally occurring element, where you live has a big effect on what kind of exposure you need to worry about. The area of the state east of I-95 generally has soil and water with low levels of radon, meaning the odds are pretty good that you won't have to worry about mitigation. However, if you live in the southwest part of the state, the Shenandoah Valley, or along a swath extending from Stafford County to Patrick County, you actually have increased odds of elevated radon levels in your home. Radon works from the ground up, meaning that in order for it to get into your house, it needs to find an opening of some kind. Anything from cracks in the foundation to a sump cover that's not airtight can allow radon gas to leak into your home. Also, because radon can be found in well water, it can enter your home through your faucets. Once inside the home, it can get trapped unless your home is well ventilated. It's coming from inside the house. How many times do we make that joke on this podcast? Six or seven, probably. A lot. Yeah. Um, Homes with crawl spaces are generally prone to radon as there's normally very little, if anything, between the earth and your floor. That's right. And the only way to determine how high radon levels are in a particular dwelling is to test that dwelling. Again, because this results from a naturally occurring materials, there might be a deposit under your house that causes an issue 
whereas your neighbor across the street does not have a radon concern. Even if you're in an area with a low likelihood of radon, you should still get a test done. And here's where I'm going to sound very scientific, even though I'm an attorney and not a scientist. Nerd. <laughs> radon levels are measured in something called picocuries per liter. Picocuries sound like the most adorable units of measuring radioactive gas, but don't let the name fool you. Um, the EPA says the average indoor radon levels in the U.S. are around 1.3 picocuries per liter. And they recommend mitigation if a test indicates that the dwelling is above 4.0 picocuries per liter. It's more difficult to say than you'd think. That seems pretty difficult. <laughs> it's impossible to remove all radon from a dwelling, but if you can get a reading under 2.0 picocuries per liter, that's that's optimal. We you, really, you're, you're good. We really set that up well so that Kate would have to deal with all the picocuries per liter. I don't think it's in here anymore. So thanks, Kate. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Not all heroes are capes. <laughs> uh, so now that we know what radon is and how you measure it, why is it a bad thing to be exposed to radon? Well, we talked about the outset of this discussion. Radon can do particularly nasty things to your lung tissue when you inhale it. The EPA estimates that as many as 21,000 lung cancer deaths a year are caused by a lifetime of radon exposure. Of those 21,000, as many as 3,000 are people who have never once smoked. This makes radon exposure the second leading cause of lung cancer behind smoking. So now that we know what radon is and why we should be concerned about it, how does it affect your job as a real estate professional? So it's important to know right off the bat that there's no legal requirement that radon testing be done prior to the sale of a property. And if it is done, there's no requirement for mitigation. This is one of those things that is entirely within the power of the parties to negotiate. Radon is one of the inspections listed in the Virginia Realtors Purchase Contract inspection paragraph. But again, it is completely up to the parties. If you do decide to test, you need to hire, or at least should hire, a tester or mitigator who is certified by the National Radon Proficiency Program or the National Radon Safety Board. Radon mitigators are only required to have Virginia contractors licensed under certain circumstances, so most, if not all, that you encounter are not going to have contractors licenses. Because of the nature of radon and the fact that the readings depend on things like temperature, the safest and most accurate test is one that measures levels anywhere from 91 days to one year. And I'm sure there's nothing you or your clients would love more than delaying closing by three months. But just in case there's a short-term test that can run for a minimum of two days, but up to 90 days. So make sure you take these test periods into consideration when drafting the contingency part of the contract. You also want to take things like, you know, if there's a tropical storm coming through when you're testing, that's going to have an impact on the levels. So make sure that you try to get a, you know, not crazy weather period when you're doing the testing as well. Um, if the test shows an elevated level of radon, mitigation usually involves a vent pipe system with an electric fan to move the radon gas out of the house. Normally, sealing any foundation cracks or open areas like a sump pump cover will help mitigation. Homes with a crawl space are more difficult to mitigate than those on slab foundations. But for crawl spacers, you can lay down a sheet of plastic over the dirt in the crawl space that can help block the radon gas. Overall, it will cost anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000 to mitigate radon, depending on your market and the conditions of the house. 
After the mitigation system is up and running for at least 24 hours, the house should be retested to confirm that mitigation is actually working. Again, this is a time-consuming process, so make sure you take this into consideration when writing in your deadlines. Assuming that there is a high radon level, the entire process takes at least a week, but potentially much longer. So, John, yes. let's take it to the legal hotline. I'm ready. All right, Kate. I'm a buyer's agent and arranged for a radon inspector to test a house. It came back high, so I need to get a mitigation system installed. Can I use the same inspector to test, mitigate, and retest? This is a situation where best practices might butt up against reality. Ideally, you should have two separate companies do the work. Inspector A should test, then Inspector B, who's not at all affiliated with Inspector A, installs the mitigation system. Finally, Inspector A should come back and retest after the mitigation system is up and running. This really is to ensure that there are no conflicts of interest. However, in some localities, there may be just one radon inspection company. So to have different inspectors would, would be pretty impossible. If that's the case, just make sure that all parties are aware that the same company will be doing both sides. John. Yes. If a radon test comes back against four picocuries per liter, goes again, again, and the seller chooses not to remediate, does the listing agent have an obligation to disclose the radon level to the next interested buyer? So an elevated radon level would most likely be seen as a material adverse fact pertaining to the physical condition of the property. And as I'm sure you all know, those magic words mean that the listing agent should disclose that information to any buyers if he or she has actual knowledge. All right, Kate, I'm the buyer's agent and my client wants to buy a home, but he's worried about the risk of radon. The seller doesn't want to do a radon test or mitigation. Can we require the seller to do so before closing? There is no legal requirement that either party conduct a radon test or mitigation. However, if that's important to your client, you can include a radon testing contingency in your offer. If the timelines are getting tight, you can schedule the retest post-mitigation after closing. So how can you limit your risk? Make sure that your client, whether buyer or seller, is aware of the potential dangers posed by radon. Prepare both sides for the potential costs of testing and mitigation. Make sure that any contingencies in the contract have deadlines that are long enough to accommodate the testing mitigation schedule. If you or your clients have any additional questions or want to see whether the property is located in a high-risk zone, you can consult the EPA's Home Buyers and Sellers Guide to Radon on the EPA's website. You can also visit the Virginia Department of Health website at www.vdh.virginia.gov for more Commonwealth-specific information. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. All of the members of this podcast are attorneys. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. 
The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of super heroic competent councilman. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.